In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snow White. downloading the fly fishing consultant podcast this is series one episode 35 places to eat while you are out and about fly fishing there's no easy way for me to do this i have everything listed on google maps and i'll share that link with you before this is live on the internet and you can click on any of these restaurants places to eat by state city territory country continent what have you And like I said, there's no easy way to do this. So what I'm going to do is just scroll through Google Maps. You may hear me clicking every now and again, and that is just going to be the sound of me scrolling back and forth, zooming in and out. If you're like me, you need a big meal, maybe the night before you go fly fishing or the morning before you head out. If you fish all day, you're going to be pretty hungry. So you probably want a big meal. And like most pretty serious fly fisherman, you're not going to stop and take a break and go eat during the day. You might have that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, some beef jerky, or just a couple of little snacks, some power bars, whatever, in your vest, day pack, hip bag, pants pocket, whatever. So these are the places to eat before or after fly fishing. I'm kind of um, 
a food junkie myself. You know, like I've said, life is short. Um, I almost had what could have been a fatal accident in Colorado. So, you know, you want to get out and fly fish as much as you can, have no regrets. And I also want to eat as much as I can. I'm not really an exotic eater. I'm not going to eat like pig's ears and Schweinhoxa. I'm not going to eat, I don't eat intestines, eyeballs, that kind of thing. So this is going to be, you know, basically burgers, uh, steaks, fried chicken, uh, and chicken finger joints. Mainly sandwiches and chicken finger joints as you're going to find a theme. So we're going to start on the island of Kauai, which is one of the older islands in the Hawaiian chain. It's the most isolated island chain in the world or most isolated point on planet Earth. And in the north part of the island, there's a place called Tropical Taco. It's got three reviews right now on Google, and it has what it says is Tropical Tacos. If you're a fish eater, you can get the Ono Taco. I probably had um, beef or chicken, and they deep fry the tortilla, and you will see the front of this restaurant. They may have eaten there in the movie The Descendants. That's in the northern part of the island where there are plenty of flats. So if you're flats fishing for bonefish, that's the um, sort of less windy, more tropical side of the island and there are plenty of fish to be caught there. We didn't really catch anything on the north side of the island, but lizard fish, or I should say I didn't. Um, you know, One regret I always have is on our honeymoon, the boat captain said, don't bring your fly rods. There's nowhere to fish where we're going. There's no time. There's no room on the boat. And we get there, and we drop anchor, and there are trigger, trigger fish. Stretch out your arms and make like a giant O and suck in your belly like I'm doing. You could have put the trigger fish in there. They're the size of trash can lids, and they're eating potato chips off the surface. I could have thrown any popper, clouser, shrimp, crab, whatever, and I would have been into like 15-pound fish left and right. And this was almost nine years ago, so I'm still bitter about that. Going uh, clockwise around the island, if uh, Tropical Tacos at 12, we're now at 3. The KCL Barbecue Drive-In, it's a local Hawaiian joint. We're the only... Um, Howley's in there, mainlanders, and only white people. And just get like uh, a plate lunch. Get your teriyaki beef or teriyaki chicken or spam. You get a scoop of mac salad and a scoop of rice and a Coke. It was phenomenal. It's tropical. There were some bugs in there, but you know, um, don't let that fool you. This place was pretty spot on. We ate in the parking lot. And uh, I'm going to try and find pictures of all these joints so I can share some of the stories and pictures with you of what I ate. Because I am that nerd that takes pictures of the food while they're eating. And that was before, like, posting on Facebook and Twitter. Our favorite place to eat on the island, we were told by some local, is Hamura Simon. It's on Crest Street in Lihue, which is, like, the, the main capital area kind of section of the island. It's in a sort of industrial neighborhood, and it's one of the best meals I've ever eaten. Um, if not, one, you know, top three. You're going to hear two other favorites in this podcast. Simon is sort of like ramen, but all handmade. It's not that crap you get in a freeze-dried pack. This is, you know, someone uh, put heart and soul into making this broth with noodles and meat, and there's vegetables and a hard-boiled egg, and you get this big bowl with a spoon and chopsticks, and there's pickled pepper Vinegar you could put in a hot sauce. You're at communal tables, and I'd also get the teriyaki beef or chicken stick. If you have room, get the Hawaiian shaved ice there. Phenomenal meal. We went back twice. Um, when I think of Kauai, I think of that place. It just the food was so ridiculously phenomenal, and probably like $8 a bowl, and we totally mealed. It's similar to pho, with Vietnamese noodle soup. Going around the island on the way to Waimea, which is the sort of the Grand Canyon of the Hawaiian Islands, there is 
I don't remember the name of the place, but it was a pancake joint. It was across the street from a little bakery. The food was phenomenal, but the service was awful. And we were later told that's because we're white mainlanders and we were resented by the people there, even though our money was going to, you know, into their pockets by eating at the restaurant. The, the lunch was phenomenal, or the, and the breakfast, I should say. The breakfast was awesome. But we never got any other service besides ordering and having our food delivered. No refills on drinks or water. No one ever checked on us. They just would literally walk by and just drop the plate and keep going, not even looking at us. And we looked around, and the locals, you know, they were hanging out, leaning their elbows on the booths, you know, seeing how everything was going. Um, we just weren't treated the same. But the food was good. And there were chickens. All, it, it was raised about a foot or two off the ground. So look for that. It's on the right-hand side going west or on the island side, not the ocean side. And if you're going out that way, you want to go to Barking Sands Beach and Polahale State Park. I caught a jack or um, what would you call a jack in Hawaiian? Papio, I believe. And you're going to recognize Polahale State Park. It's big rocky cliffs that meet the ocean. They film a lot of commercials there. Laird Hamilton's uh, Cool Water by Davidoff. There's a Dick Dale commercial there. And don't go in the water. We were told it's called the Polahale Express. I'm sorry, the Niihau Express. Niihau is the island that's just west of Kauai. And the current apparently will suck you out there. There's a strong undertow. So I stayed my feet just barely wet and caught that little jack. And the road is full of potholes. It looked like it was bombed from the air. So definitely have a four-wheel drive and a big hat because the sun is intense. Let's leave Kauai. We're going to go down to Honolulu. Uh, you may have read my blog from there. If you haven't, go check it out, flyfishingconsultant.blogspot.com. And the only places I really fished were from the mall to Diamond Head. I didn't have a car. and We were staying in Waikiki. So you can fish from the Ala Moana Mall all the way to Diamond Head, a little bit past Diamond Head and back. You got to get out early in the morning because there's a lot of tourists. I was out every day at five and the beaches were already crowded with people with their Starbucks coffees watching the sunrise. And I walked up to the fly shop and it's called Nervous Waters. Talk to Sean. He local. He knows everything about fly fishing in Hawaii. So the St. Louis drive in I passed. I just saw a bunch of school kids there and a bunch of locals and, you know, work clothes. So I walked up and I got teriyaki beef. I got scoop of max salad, scoop of rice, and uh, I had some a bottle of water gator that I walked with. On the way home, my feet were hurting, so I got a 12-pack of Natty Ice and drank that, which was made it for a fun three-mile walk back. And the funny thing about the Safeway there is you have the option to use Spanish. I thought that was kind of weird, being way out there and having a Spanish option for like running your credit card. So St. Louis Drive-In was awesome. It was uh, 3145 Wiley Avenue. The other place that we ate was the Little Market, it's right in downtown Waikiki. There's all sorts of uh, like tchotchke vendors there. I bought a Hawaiian shirt and some shorts, and they also have jewelry vendors. But if you walk in there, there's a little back corner, and there is a Korean place that had really good jeb chai. And I live in a Korean neighborhood, so I know uh, good jeb chai when I taste it, and this stuff was pretty spot on. And it turns out that woman actually lives here in Annandale, but was just there visiting her cousins who um, own that shop. So we had a good good little funny talk. And when you scroll in, you're going to see all the spots I fished. I don't have to point them out. From Ala Moana State Park Recreation Area, you're going to see the flats and the uh, turquoise waters. So it's, it's pretty obvious where I was fishing. There's a place called Sam's Kitchen. It's on a side street 
on Royal Hawaiian Avenue, and we walked by just tchotchke shopping, and we were like, what is that smell? It was the most intense grilled, roasted garlic smell you've ever, it just permeated the air. So we followed our noses like some cartoon, and we said, we're coming back here tonight. We went back that night for dinner, and I had garlic chicken, my wife had garlic shrimps, and it was so intensely garlicky flavored. I mean, we had garlic coming out of our pores all night and all next morning, but it was so worth it. There's like three little tables and they cook everything outside. That's how we smelled it. And it was just top notch. Another last joint we ate at, uh, I wanted to find Simon, but I never got around to finding some. There's a place called Siam Square, which is one of the best Thai meals I've ever had in my life. I had the chicken penang and I had rice and... We had green papaya salad, which is one of my wife's favorites. And that's all right in downtown Waikiki, downtown. Some phenomenal food. If we had a car, I could have gotten to some more local places. Um, but, we, you know, we were in the pretty pretty busy area. So I'm going to scroll out here. Just bear with me here. We're going to scroll over to Southern California. And I have fished in California. Um, didn't get to fish San Francisco. I was probably too stoned. Got my nose pierced walking around um, after I ate a bunch of brownies. I fished Long Beach. I fished Malibu. I want to say that's about it. So we're going to scroll all the way over to California. You got In-N-Out Burger. There's a great one in Long Beach that I've eaten at several times. There's one in Marina Del Rey. Apparently, Marina Del Rey is where they filmed the show Dexter. I had no idea they did that there. So down in Long Beach, after you go and fish for halibut and corbina, and apparently we caught a a, a phallus there, a strap-on, if you will, in the surf. Go and uh, the surf is, I mean, surf is a term. It's just water lapping the shore. So I was using an 11-foot switch rod and just pounding out some sink tip line with little, like, clousers and crabs, and we caught a lot of fish. I got to scroll in. So there's a place called the Yard House. They're known for having like uh, 100 beers on tap. So I had a Firestone IPA and a Lagunitas, and I had a club sandwich. I'm a sucker for a good club sandwich. I don't get the ham. I get extra turkey. So turkey, lettuce, tomatoes, crusty bread, bacon, and maybe some mayonnaise. And then I got a side of um, truffle salted fries. It was freaking ridiculous. So I sat outside with the baby while she napped and I ate. And it was a phenomenal lunch. I love a club sandwich. It's one of my all-time favorites. I like the textures of all the crunch. And so that's right in Long Beach uh, where they do the, um, it's right by the aquarium. And you got to pay for parking. I paid like seven bucks. It's where they do the, the race car thing. Moving up to Manhattan Beach, Manhattan Beach Brew Cub, Brew Pub, right on the water by the pier. And I can't remember the burger I had, but it was like a Japanese beef with garlic, aioli, and arugula. And it was one of the best burgers I've ever had in my life. I would highly suggest going there. They've got a great beer selection, and I had curly fries. And there's nothing better than curly seasoned fries, which served me breakfast the next day as the baby and I drove up to Malibu. Didn't eat anywhere in Malibu, but we did have breakfast at a place called Jalina. We ate next to Tim Robbins, the actor. And if you saw my pictures from the LA Post, we had the egg on um, like a muffin with bacon and sautéed kale, and it was one of the most fresh breakfasts. The eggs were delivered that morning from a farm. Best biscuit I've ever had in my life. And you sit outside on, on uh, like plastic soda crates, and we went back there twice. Definitely eat there. It's just fresh, light, healthy food that's made with heart and soul, and is also mentioned on the TV show Up All Night with uh, Christine Applegate. 
The second best meal I've ever had was inland. We ate there the night before we went to Malibu, where I don't know what I caught because I lost both the fish. But it was a restaurant called Lakshan in Culver City, and there was the Szechuan peppercorns. The best meal I've ever had probably ever. Um, we had um, Taiwanese or Vietnamese matzo ball soup, and it makes Passover just suck now because matzo ball soup is never going to be compared to that. We had Bhutanese rice where we actually ate each single grain with our chopsticks. It was so flavorful and nutty, and the spongy texture of the rice was insane. And they won't let you order anything after you order the Don Don noodle, which is the Chinese peppercorn, Szechuan peppercorn. It's so spicy and it numbs your taste buds in your mouth. Well, it numbed my entire body where I couldn't really talk. For me, that's kind of huge because I talk a lot. And it numbed my whole body that I couldn't drive back to the hotel. So my wife had to drive. We also had something called chicken lollipops. You've seen them on the Food Network and the Cooking Channel where they lollipop the chicken in the sauce. And my wife bit her finger because she was digging in. We had to get a second bowl of those. We got the second bowl before the Don Don noodle. That Don Don noodle, it'll change your life. It'll make you, most food is just taste bud unless there's like a heat and makes you sweat. But this was a full body experience, which I can't explain. Last place to eat in LA is the Korean barbecue trucks. I can't remember the owner's name, but it's eatchego.com. And just, he's the guy who basically revolutionized food trucks as they are in America. They have food truck competitions and food truck shows. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. He's the master behind the Korean taco fusion of taking Korean barbecue and mixing it with um, tacos. We also got burritos and hot dogs there and then went up to Malibu. And I was drinking Tecate because, hey, if it looks like a Coca-Cola can, you probably won't get stopped. So I was drinking. My wife was driving. So that is California. I can't remember places to eat in uh, in San Francisco. I would tell you that House of Nan King is probably the best Chinese I've ever had in my life. And we live near the Peking Gourmet, which is supposed to be one of the best Chinese in the country. They had to put in bulletproof glass because George uh, Herbert Walker Bush used to eat there so often. Nanking is in the Chinatown district. Just go there and just say, bring me food. Um, it's on the map. There's also a place in San Francisco called Mr. Bing's, which is one of the best dive bars you'll ever go to. Anthony Bourdain recently featured that on one of his eating shows, uh, The Layover. And back when I was there, it was 99, and you could still smoke, and the place was just like, you thought the fog from San Francisco had rolled in, and just a total dive bar. It's it's classy. Oregon, we ate at breakfast at a joint that was known for the breakfast, and the breakfast consists of a kielbasa wrapped inside of a pancake. It was called, drum roll please, come on computer, come on load, internet... Fuller's Restaurant, and they were filming a Food Network show there. He was called Man on the Street, and I had a club sandwich for breakfast. That was more of a brunch, but my one of my brother-in-laws had um, that pig in a blanket, which is like a huge kielbasa wrapped in a pancake. So we were in Seattle for a wedding. Our friends got married in the Space Needle. It was awesome. We probably drank my body weight in Johnny Walker Black. And we went out to West Seattle to fish Puget Sound for salmon. So my wife is just reading, listening to her iPod, 
and I'm out throwing my new Helio switch rod. If I had a shooting head on it, I probably could have gotten a lot farther. If I had my Rio outbound, I definitely could have caught salmon. I didn't catch anything. They were honestly four feet farther than I can cast. I consider myself a pretty good distance caster. So um, I was pretty pissed. But on the way back into town, we stopped at the Husky Deli and Catering, which is uh, West Seattle. And it's just phenomenal sandwiches, artisanal kind of uh, potato chips and, and salads you can get. Just insane, great lunch, great sandwiches, probably like Boar's Head provisions. But they also have European stuff in there. I got my Crunchy Bars, which is a, that Cadbury chocolate bar that has inside of it honeycomb. Didn't really have any memorable meals inside Seattle. The one place that we had a great experience with was called um, Allegiant Brewing Company. So we stopped in at REI in Seattle, huge place. You got to stop in there. And then we were walking back to town and we stopped in this place that does their own down clothing. They make down jackets, down pants, custom orders, custom fit. Like if you're climbing Everest, you're going to go there. They say a lot of companies like Hardware North Face will buy their stuff and then have their athletes put the labels on, you know, North Face on this company's clothing. So you think that they summited in North Face. So we said, hey, any good bars we go to before we go to rehearsal dinner? And the guy behind the counter is like, hey, I'm getting off work right now. My girlfriend and I are going to go uptown. Uh, we'll drop you off at a place called Allegiant Brewing Company. And normally you're like, dude, I, I'm not really a hitchhiker. I don't, you know, get rides from people. Um, but for some reason, it was just, they live the same lifestyle as us and we kind of trusted them. So they dropped us off and the guy climbs rock, he climbs ice, he mountain bikes, he fly fishes, he skis, he does everything out there. So it was great stories for the 10, 15 minute drive. And we got there and the beer that was most memorable was a Jasmine infused IPA. So Jasmine tea infused in an IPA. Beautiful. My wife brought a bottle back, uh, a little bit, year and a half ago, and turns out she the next day she found out she was pregnant. So that beer sat in our fridge for nine months, and we drank it two days after she came home from the hospital. It was just as good, but I knew I that thing was sitting in the fridge like, drink me, you know you want to drink me. I'm the Asian beer, and uh, I had to sit there and just like put a paper bag over it so it stopped talking to me and had to wait so my wife could drink it. That's pretty much it for the West Coast. I spent a lot of time in Colorado, so we're going to go talk about places in Colorado. I had a good meal at a McDonald's or a Wendy's in like Spokane once. I had some great beer at a place in Sandpoint, Idaho, but I can't find a lot of these places on Google Maps as much as I try. So Colorado's where my in-laws have a condo. It's where I spent a summer living in my car. So I've got a lot of favorite places. If you're going to be fishing... Um, say the Dream Stream, South Park area, Middle Fork of the South Platte, 11 Mile Canyon. Dorothy's Homemade Tamales is in the area of... Wow, none of these um, restaurants are on my map right now. Just kind of... So I'm going to have to wing this. So you're going to do Dorothy's Homemade Tamales. They're featured on the Food Network. Duff has it as a favorite place of his. And you want to go to the... Tamale shop inside the bowling alley now. It used to be in the town of Hartzell. Now it's in the town of Fairplay. And get bison chili and get tamales. When you're driving back to Breckenridge, stop at All Mart, A-L, second word Mart. They've got great local uh, steaks, great local deli meats, local pastas, local cheeses. They have some great organic sodas. I got cola and grape. And that kind of fed me on the way back to uh, Virginia. 
Once you're in Breckenridge, I would suggest going on Monday to Fatty's for lunch. Get chicken fried steak. It's two blocks from the Blue River. It comes with mashed potatoes, uh, buttered bread, and sautéed squash. I didn't get to eat there this time because I was in the hospital on Monday. If you need a drink, the best drink in town is going to be at Quandry Grill. They got good happy hour food, but we go there for the Scooter special. Scooter's the bartender. He makes a drink of all rum and a dash of fruit juice. It takes you to the tropics. Kenosha Steakhouse is my favorite burger in town. They used to have waffle fries. They don't do that anymore. Great beers. Great two-for-ones at happy hour. Beneath Kenosha is Rita's. Margaritas and tacos. I used to be regular there about once a week. And it's just great strong margaritas and tacos. And it's got a surfing theme. If you need breakfast before you head out to go fishing, Daylight Donuts opens the crack of dawn. You want to get sausages that are rolled up in little croissant. They'll microwave them, zap them for you. Little sausage rolls are awesome. Boston Cream Pie Donut and the Apple Turnover. Cash only, so don't go in there with credit cards. You're going to have to pay the $2 fee to use their ATM. If you're leaving to go north, let's say you're going to go fish uh, around Silverthorne and you need a place to eat. You got Murphy's. It's an Irish pub. They do beef stew and a Guinness on the side that'll you know make your grandma's beef stew taste like crap, which is, sorry to say, Grandma Fritzy, that stuff was pretty damn good. And Grandma Fritzy, you were like the greatest cook ever. If you're going up to fish the Colorado River, you want to stop in Kremlin. There's the burger barn. Get a bacon cheeseburger with jalapenos. You can get a milkshake if you want. That's probably going to give you some nasty gas in that altitude, so I'd avoid that. And get a side of curly fries and a big soda. Lots of ketchup on all that. They got a good ketchup there. And that's around if you're going up to Steamboat, if you're fishing the Colorado at Partial by the Williams Fork, if you're going to be fishing up in the private waters, you'll want to stop there. There's a lot of bicycle riders that are going between there and Steamboat. Once you get up to Steamboat, you want to stop at Winona's Cafe if you're fishing the Elk or Yampa or the Taylor for Pike or the Taylor Reservoir for Trout, the tailwater that's coming out of the Taylor. That's a tongue twister. One thing don't get at Melinda's is the iced tea. Mine tasted like pickles. Apparently, they mixed the sweet tea in a pickle jug that wasn't cleaned. But they have great pastries, and that's where my wife used to live when she lived in Steamboat. Other great places, if you want to eat right on the river or a block from the river where you can literally get the evening hatch and then bring your rod into the bar and get the coldest beer in town is the Steamboat Smokehouse. It's right on the main drag, and you want to get the brisket sandwich um, you're not going to have room for anything else, so just get the brisket sandwich. And that's the Steamboat Smokehouse, Lincoln Avenue. And if you need uh, to get drunk, two drinks only is going to be at Rio Grande. It's the Mexican joint. It's their top-secret margarita. They can only legally serve you two. And otherwise, we're going to eat up at our friend's ranch that's about 20 miles outside of town. It's private water. There's only one other guy, Jeff, who fishes it besides me. So every time you go there, it's a new... Um, generation of fish they don't know what flies are they will eat anything i have had fish break me off on 3x and 2x tippet using uh, san juan worms and i'm talking like 10 inch long fish some of the best dry fly action i've ever had is out there too it's uh, on the way to steamboat lake last but not least we're going to go down to crested butte and there's the gas cafe you're going to eat there get gas no pun intended it's uh locals run it's covered in bumper stickers Get the chicken fingers, get the fries, get a big fountain soda, get a Gatorade because Crested Butte is really high in altitude and you don't want to get dehydrated. The other place is on the end of town. It's called the Secret Stash. It's sort of a Tibetan-themed pizza joint. You sit on pillows. The pizzas are phenomenal. You can get, a for 5 bucks a happy hour, a shot of tequila, a can of PBR, and a slice of pizza. 
I prefer to drink a 40 ounce Mickey's that's served in a pewter ice bucket with a champagne glass. And the owner is really cool. They're um, photo albums from her and her husband's travels all over the world. So it's pretty cool just to sit there and flip through those. And when you look at the pictures, you're going to be like, dude, Snow White, he used to be so skinny. That was back in like 2004, I want to say. And yeah, I had only one chin back then. I didn't have this. I'd do the truffle shuffle for you right now if I wanted to. The shad season started, so I'm doing a lot of walking. So hopefully I'm going to work this off. And if the Caps don't get in the playoffs, I won't be drinking a lot of beer. They better get in the playoffs. So if you're listening to this now, it's Wednesday, April 4th. Last but not least, Colorado. Uh, racking my brain. It is the Denver Biscuit Company. It's a spicy fried chicken over a biscuit the size of your head with uh, biscuit gravy. It was ridiculous. It was so good. We saw that on the Food Network, and we're like, oh, my God, we've got to go. And then driving back east, there's um, – I forgot about Fort Collins. So driving back east, uh, my wife also in Boulder is going to tell you to go to Mountain Sun Brewery. Silver Grill Cafe in Fort Collins, they do this cinnamon toast. Um, I don't remember if it's like – French bread or not, but it was ridiculous. It was like this crusty, grilled, French toasty looking thing. And you got to ask for water there because there's such a water shortage on the front range. You you sit down, they're not going to give you a glass of ice water. I think when we ate there, we actually had to use paper plates because they didn't have enough water in town to do dishes. My wife's favorite place to eat, we'll drive up to Fort Collins just for this place. It's right on campus of CSU. I don't see it on the map right now. I'm glad I remembered it. It is called the Pickle Barrel. The pickle barrel up there is not the same as the pickle barrel in Silverton, which is in the southern part of the state. Go there for biscuit and gravy. It's on the map. The pickle barrel up there, you want to get the Tunsis sandwich. It's one of the better sandwiches you're going to eat. And it's right next to campus. Big, big sandwiches. You mentioned the Tunsis, and my wife instantly thinks of the sandwich, not the driving cat. So we're going to scroll. There's a good Taco Bell in Kansas if you're driving back east. There's a good Sonic right outside St. Louis. I had some good chili dogs and tater tots. Dr. Jones is really happy. I gave him a tater tot. He was pretty excited. He got a haircut yesterday. He looks he's pretty hilarious. Schnauzer's with a shaved body and a big beard. Pretty funny looking. So that is the West. I didn't can't really remember anything I ate in uh, you know fly fishing in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, I didn't really fish Montana. I've never fished Wyoming. There's a lot of places I need to go. I actually got a job offer to move to. Jackson Hole, Wyoming, 2012, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, to run the Orvis shop there and be the fishing manager. And I just met my wife that weekend. So I decided, I was like, I met this cool chick. I think I'll stay. So now that I married her, I go to Columbus, Ohio a lot. And my in-laws are Russian and they don't speak a lot of English at home. And when they do speak Russian, there's only one volume and it's loud. So last year I finally decided to go steelhead fishing. And if you're going to be on the Chagrin River, which is just uh, east of Cleveland, Big Lake Run Steelhead, and this lunch joint is honestly the end of the parking lot. You can walk up, get a sandwich, and walk back. It was so close to the river, it was criminal. And it's called What About Bob's Ultimate Subs and Wraps. And now I'm going to read what I ate. And if you listen to the Mike O'Mara podcast, you'll get this. If not, it's going to go over your head. I had the number eight Bob's Ultimate Roast Beef Sub. Juicy roast beef. Lettuce, onions, tomatoes, mild peppers, garlic, provolone cheese with Bob's horseradish and sub sauce. 
and that was served on the best baguette French bread I have had outside of Paris. It was so crusty and chewy. And honestly, one of the best lunches I've ever had. It was so good that I went back two days later when I was 20 miles away fishing from this place. I said, I'm going to go there and get lunch. And this time, I got Bob's Ultimate Turkey Sub. Oven roasted turkey breast. Turkey ham. Turkey pastrami. Mild peppers. Lettuce. Tomatoes. Onions. Garlic. Provolone cheese with Bob's Ultimate Sub Sauce. I'm going to say the roast beef was better, but the turkey was pretty freaking good. And like home cut fries, and it was awesome. It totally filled me out for the three-hour drive back to Columbus. I'm definitely looking forward to hitting that place up again. And I caught a steelhead. So it was like my celebratory sandwich after I caught my steelhead. We're going to scroll down to the south now. I spent a winter in Key Largo at the Ocean Reef Club. 99 to 2000. So I was there for the millennium. I didn't have a car. So whenever I could borrow the fly shop suburban, I would head out. We'd go to the Lorelei. We would go to the Tiki Bar. I can't even find these places. But you can go to Robbie's and Hanfee the Tarpon. Moldy Chum just had a video and Brian mentioned it on the Fish Stick podcast about a month ago that some douchebag actually noodled a tarpon out of there. You can hand feed the mullet. And this guy, when the tarpon came up, he like put his hand through the gill from the mouth and pulled the thing out onto the docks. So let's start in the Southern Keys. I haven't been to Key West in a long time. Hopefully we're going this winter. My cousin's getting married in South Beach. So we hope to get out. I'm still trying to convince my wife to get a conversion van so we can drive down there and sleep in it. But she says child molesters drive those. My clients the other day agreed. I pointed out a really cool conversion van. They're like, that's what a child molester drives. So down in Marathon, we've got Keys Fisheries Market and Marina. I can't remember who told me about this. It was on a fly fishing forum. You want to go there for the lobster Reuben. I don't eat lobster. I'm allergic to all that. So I got the chicken fingers, fries, and an ice-cold Karib. Karib is a phenomenal beer when it's not skunky. Up here, we're farther from uh, wherever it's made, and it's skunky up here. It's like old bong water, and it uh, gets bad. So down there, I guess it was a little fresher. So eat there. You're sitting on the docks. Go to the kitchen and ask for fish heads and scraps. The place cooks everything fresh to order, so you've got all these leftover fish chunks. Right next to you over the dock are tarpon just hanging out waiting for you to feed them. Unlike Robbie's, you can't hand feed them, but you can throw them in. And it's pretty awesome watching a three to four foot tarpon. They all race each other to eat these. You're right near Baia Onda State Park. There's so many places to fish in the Keys. It's a lot of DIY. It's not that narrow of a road. Pull off when you find a place that has uh, a bridge with a flat next to it. And there's parking spots everywhere. I got some secret spots, but I'm not telling you. Back up in Key Largo, Tom got married there a couple years ago. We got lit up at this one bar after his wedding. Um, All I remember is drinking and talking to a guy named Shad like the fish, S-H-A-D. Sundowner, overseas highway, it's awesome. Um, Subway was pretty cool down there. It was a novelty right when I turned 21 after college going down there and finding beer at a Subway. But uh, other than that, that's pretty much it for the Keys. If you go up to Miami... If you get into the Ocean Reef Club, by the way, and get into the employee kitchen, they've got some of the best chicken fingers you're ever going to find. So we're going to scroll up. There's a place in Calle Ocho, which is the Cuban district. It's um, you know the 8th Street. Outside of Miami, 
Art District Cigars, you want to go there and get some nice rolled cigars. If you stay long enough, you can hang out and listen to the owner play classical guitar and drink some really good rum. So we are definitely going back there this coming December. The wedding is December 21, the solstice. Right down the street from there is a Cuban restaurant. They didn't speak any English. It was called... And you got big chickens out front. That's how you can remember it. Anthony Bourdain drove by there on his show. I guess it was Hangover or No Reservations in Miami. You want to get the Cuban sandwich. You want to get black beans. You want to get a side of um, rice. You want to get a little espresso. It's called El Pub. It's right on Calle Ocho, 1548 Southwest 8th Street. And the food was just ridiculous. I hadn't felt that much in South America it felt like when I was in Ecuador ordering because they just spoke no English. That's it for Miami. There's a place called Munchie's 420 Cafe that I saw on um, Man vs. Food where you can get like subs with chicken fingers and mozzarella sticks and onion rings and avocado. That place looked pretty dynamite. So hopefully we'll find that because I know I'm going to have a hangover after the wedding. I'm probably not going to drink too much because now I don't party like that anymore. I'd rather get up early and go looking for peacock bass and snook. So we're going to skip out of Florida, except I'm going to note two places. As I was going to scroll out, you find places you weren't going to talk about. Fort Myers, we did our spring break there senior year. I had done the spring break in Panama City when MTV was there. and Everyone loves uh, you know wet t-shirt contests and thong contests, but we were pretty much done with that by the time we got to be seniors. We were studying pretty hard, and we just wanted to go chill and drink on a beach. So we stayed at this Best Western Cabana. And the best dinner we had down there was called a Barking Shark Grill and Beach Bar. And there were a bunch of frat guys there. My college, Mary Washington, had no fraternity, so I wasn't used to fraternities. These guys were pissed drunk, and they were just like total animals. They were doing like push-up contests on the floor and the tables. They had this old dude with them. You know, I can't really say that now. He was probably in his 40s because I'm 35. And he started like, he was like their sponsor guy from the head office. I don't know. He started pushing and shoving the manager and the waiter and the waitress and shouting matches, and it was crazy. This is before, like, video cameras everywhere. We would have had that on YouTube and gotten a million hits. It was insane. They all got kicked out. We had some great burgers. We went back. The other place, if you like the shrimps, we got a tip from somebody. I don't know who, but my girlfriend in college really loved the shrimps. The only place I can tell you on the map, there's a blue push pin and it's called sea trek it's underneath the bridge going over from the mainland onto fort myers beach and it was a shrimp or whatever fish head shop where the fish come right off the boats and onto ice and these were the biggest shrimp she'd ever seen and the best they cooked them up and she peeled them and everyone said they were awesome there's a lot of snook in there caught a lot of lizard fish there's a lot of lady fish you have um, bowditch point state park which is on the top of the island and if you go to the southern part of the island before Naples, you're going to get Lover's Key, which is white sandy beaches, and there's a lot of grass. So bring a sink tip, some clousers, some shrimp patterns, some rattlers, some redfish flies. You never know what you're going to catch. And that's Estero um, Boulevard, County Highway 865, crossing over Lover's Key State Park. And I'm just going to put a map on there. Place, let's save to map. I'm going to do places to fish. This is places to eat map. All right, Fly Fishing Consultant, LLC, save that as a place to fish. Now we are officially done with Florida. I can't really say anything was good about Panama City. That place was kind of a dump during spring break. 
I do remember going to one restaurant and ordering a Manhattan. I had a fake ID, and I didn't know what a Manhattan was. I saw it on like a TV show, and I was just so not ready to be drinking like straight up bourbon drinks. Let's move up to the Outer Banks. It's been a long time since I was there. The last woman I dated before my wife, we kind of broke up. I put her on an airplane and, and went fishing with Tom. She made me the nastiest cookies and we brought them with us. And we ended up just like throwing them at road signs. There's a place called Bob's Grill. It has um, an alcohol, at least when I was there 10 years ago, it had a breathalyzer. So you could put in like two quarters and blow in a straw and it'll tell you how drunk you were. Sarah Gardner from the um, was it Fly Girl off Outer Banks Fly Fishing. Uh, she has, she's had some good places to, to eat when we were on the, the podcast with her in Somerset. Let's scroll over to the Eastern shore. Since we're talking about beaches, there's a place called Dumzers in ocean city, best fried food you're ever going to find. I got myself onion rings, curly fries and mozzarella sticks and a cheese steak after drinking an Irish bar all night. And I got to say Dumzers Dairyland restaurant was one of the best places I've ever eaten. And that's not just because I was inebriated. You're sort of seeing a theme here. I like to eat greasy fried food all the time, but more so when I'm drinking. That's Ocean City. And that was the weekend that truck went over the Bay Bridge, the poultry truck, and we were stuck in traffic for like 18 hours. It was like 95 degrees on Memorial Day weekend. It was awful. Let's start with Western Virginia right now. Uh, there used to be a great place. I can't find it on Google Maps. It was a, a bait and tackle shop near Lake Moomaw, which is the Jackson River tailwater. And there's sort of a, a strain of steelhead, if you want to call it, that migrate in and out of the reservoir there. And they had great chicken fingers and fries. I bought a permit to fish the tailwater, and it didn't open until like 11 a.m. And it was like 6 or 7 in the morning. So I kind of hung out, waited a couple hours, found this place driving around back when gas was like $1.25 a gallon. And uh, it was just south of Lake Moomaw. I can't find it on the maps. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But if you can find it, give me a shout and let me know. If you're driving through Charlottesville, fishing the Blue Ridge out in your Crozet, you got Crozet Pizza. You got Bodo's Bagels right off 29 in downtown Charlottesville. If you're going to be up near Rose River Farm, which is pretty popular, private water that a lot of people fish here, owned by Doug Deere, roseriverfarm.com. Great supporters of Healing Waters. If you're going to be up doing the Rapidan, the Rose, White Oak Canyon, the Hughes, any of these big trout streams in Virginia, most known will be known for brook trout, you want to go to the Syria Mercantile Company. It's basically like a grain and feed store that has cheese, like a big wheel of cheese just sitting out, no plastic wrap or anything, and we ended up getting a chunk of it. It was so bad. I still remember all the guys from our Orvis shop got diarrhea that night. It was so bad. What we didn't eat, we are throwing at each other on the drive back. I still remember that day. It was so cold that our uh, felt soles, this is before rubber soles came out, all of us got stuck on rocks fishing the Rapidan. Our boots froze to them. And it's a great place just to get a bag of chips and a Coke, and maybe you might need some. Um, they got great jams made across the street. Seedless black raspberries, top-notch, apple butter. That's from Graves Mountain. And the guys from Mossy Creek told us some great shops and stuff to eat at when you're out near Mossy Creek. Moving north to Front Royal, maybe you're going west into the West Virginia mountains. Uh, I know um, what you're going to be doing, like Cape Capon or, or Capon Bridge. Uh, you're going to have to correct me on this um, outdoor podcast. You, you live right there. Craig, tell me the name of that river. It's either Cape Capon or, or Cap Capican. You've got the company now. Craig now has uh, Soaring Eagle Outfitters, so you can do canoe trips that he rents out and do trips to go look at bald eagles. But on the way up there, there's a place called the Apple House. And 
I'm sorry, that's Front Royal. Okay, there's another Apple, the Apple Store is up there, and that has all sorts of baked pies that weigh like 10 pounds and jams and jellies. The Apple House is outside Front Royal. So if you're going to fish the Shenandoah River, like Andy Guest State Park, stop there. You want to get the apple donuts with the maple glaze on them. And you also want to get the Alpenglow Mulled Spiced Sparkling Cider. It's non-alcoholic, but put bourbon in it, and you're going to thank me. Also, if you're up in Winchester, besides Cracker Barrel, everywhere's got Cracker Barrel. They got a good one in Winchester, right off of uh, Route 50 and 81. There's a place called Pax. It's frozen custard. My dad used to drive us as kids from Reston all the way up to Pax just to get frozen custard and drive back. You want to get black raspberry. So let's talk about where I am now. Uh, let's go a little south. We start in Fredericksburg. I'll be doing a trip down there soon with my boat. I got a client coming in from Montana. So we're going to go do a striper and large and smallmouth trip. Outside of there, you've got Wawa, which is always good. You can get Wawa right outside of the Route 1 Bridge. There's a Kentucky Fried Chicken right at the Route 1 Bridge. And that is going to let you get not just... Um, The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. You know, like fried chicken. They got the breakfast bar. They got chicken necks. They got giblets. They got whatever the stuff is in the turkey neck. They got that. You need the crop, the gizzard, whatever. It's real southern. You walk in there. It's like, hey, sugar, what can I get you today? And the great part is the lights from that and the gas station next to it light up the Rappahannock. So if you can get down there, you can fish at night all night long because there's lights. And you can see the stripers. They will swim into your legs, between your legs, chasing bait. It's awesome. If you don't want to eat at the Wawa, get, you, know, you should get... A sandwich there. Um, I usually hit that on the way in town. What do I got there? Carl's is right next to the river. Carl's Ice Cream. It's a custard shop. And in college, we'd go there on warm summer nights. And the walls outside, you'd be in line for like 40 minutes. Get a sugar chocolate. It's good. Mayflies would be coating the wall there from the lights. It'd be dark at like 9 p.m. on a Tuesday night. And the whole back wall would be black with mayflies. So I'd be like totally giddy checking out all these bugs while everyone else is just like, oh, my God, this is so gross. I'm going to pause real quick. The baby's woken up from her nap. Hold, please. Okay, I'm back. You know what? You'd wake up, too, if you pooped in your pants. God, I can't wait for her to be potty trained. So that's Carl's. It's a great place for dessert. People get strawberry and vanilla for their dogs there. It's it's awesome. And it's right next to the river. So you can walk up from the river and get Carl's and then go back down. Other places to eat in Fredericksburg, in downtown, you have got Gulrick's, which is one of the oldest working, if not the oldest, um, Continuously working soda fountain, like jerk shop in the country. I tell you, get an egg salad sandwich, a side of chips, and a vanilla Coke, and you can walk from the river up there and back. And one of my old students, his family owns it, the Gulricks. Used to see them at all the tailgates or DC United, back when I had time to go to the games. And that's not showing up on the map, so I'm going to have to put in um, Gulricks. Uh, and it's right downtown. Another good place downtown is the Irish Pub, Jay Bryan's. You want to get um, any kind of the food, but they pour a really good Guinness there, and they love Ollie North. So if you got any good Ollie North stories, he used to come into our shop all the time. He loved barber jackets. They love Ollie North there, big Ollie North bar. 
And that is Fredericksburg for you. Great smallmouth fishing, great striped bass fishing, great shad fishing. And now that they took out the dam, the water is free flowing and the fish can now get all the way up to Route 29. So almost, if not to the last place I mentioned out in the mountains, which was the mercantile. They could probably get all the way up the Rapidan into the, the base, basically the, the Piedmont, which in Latin means um, foot of the mountain. You have the tidal, Tidewater, Piedmont, and Montaigne sections of Virginia. And i got to include those in my talk I am doing in a couple weeks for the Virginia Fly Fishing Festival. Moving up, uh, not really too many places to eat at Pohick Bay, which is full of largemouth bass, snakeheads. I'm doing a trip there soon. Let us go to Northern Virginia. So let's say you're fishing four-mile run in the wintertime. You're doing carp, maybe some largemouth, a lot of bluegill in there. You're going to eat at Cheese Teak. Cheese Teak is the cheese shop I used to work at. So they sell like 300 types of cheese, deli meats, salamis, all sorts of great um, artisanal food, crackers, jams, cheese, butters, beer, wine, etc. And they also cook with, they have a 60 or 90 seat restaurant now. Uh, when I started, it was just this little restaurant, and now it's burgeoning into two. One in Sterlington, near where Trent lives. And they always make fun of me for charcuterie because that they kind of got on the charcuterie thing before everyone else jumped on it. So you can get, I would suggest, a uh, pimento grilled cheese sandwich with the house made Caesar side salad. And if you want, get a bag of chips and a drink. Um, get a Verner's. Get a Verner's root beer. Man, you can't go wrong with that. Or just a big glass of red. And if you don't know what to drink, the girls there or uh, Tony can tell you exactly what to order. Also down the street from there, you got Al's Steakhouse. I was just in the Urban Angler talking to Rich Farino, and he suggested I go there. But call ahead because the lines are huge. If you're fishing the Occoquan, not too many places to eat down there. But I would suggest going to Mom's Apple Pie because they make the best apple pie I've ever had. Other places up here to eat. If you're fishing Holmes Run or Akatink Creek, which are the two local stock trout streams, equidistance three miles from my house. Across the street from us, I said we live in the Korean neighborhood. It's called Bonchon. It's Korean fried chicken. It's fried three times. They're spicy and soy garlic. Soy garlic is awesome. Spicy is even better, but if you got a sensitive stomach or you have a, a sensitive... Um, balloon knot, then you don't want to eat too much spicy because you're going to feel it the next day is what I've been told. It is the crispiest fried chicken. It's the greasiest, greasiest, less fried chicken. It's not greasy. You don't have to clean your fingers off. It comes with a side of coleslaw with Thousand Island and a pickled daikon radish. Call ahead again. If we want to pick up for like 8 p.m. on a Saturday, we either have to order on Friday night or by noon on Saturday morning because it's that busy. And that is where you want to eat. If you're down at Bellhaven Marina fishing the carp flats, I want to start doing wade walk-in trips there. Lots of snakeheads, a lot of largemouth bass. The problem is their boat launch sucks. It is the like a 30-degree angle boat ramp to get in there. There's a place called Pat's Market. It's traditional Mexican food. You can go in there and get beef tongue tacos and a Mexican Coke. It's pretty cool. You would just drive by it and just think it's like a bait shop sitting by the river. It's right across from the country club. It's sort of an anachronism. In Old Town, um, not too many places if you're driving through Old Town. I would say either stop at Cheese Teak on the way through. If you're fishing up at, say, Gravelly Point, I'd say go to Cheese Teak. If you're going to be fishing the upper tidal sections between Chain Bridge and, say, Roosevelt Island, you're going to want to go to one of two places for sandwiches. 
There is the Italian store, which is right off of Spout Run. Sandra Bullock used to go there because she went to high school about four blocks away. Then there is Heidelberg Bakery. Yeah, they have very good sandwiches. Everything is freshly baked there, and it's great meats, great breads, especially at Christmas time when they're sampling all the pastries out. You can walk in there and walk out with diabetes. If you're going to be fishing the Sino Canal, Fletcher's Cove area, I don't really have anything in D.C. except this one joint. It is called Quick Pita. It's open till 4 in the morning. It was our favorite joint back in our um, early married days, single days, when we didn't have a baby to come home to, didn't have a dog, and we could walk home across Key Bridge into Arlington with you know two falafels and a backpack full of fries. It is just phenomenal. It's right across the street from Dean and DeLuca. I've been driving past Heidelberg every single day almost for the last three weeks while I'm doing the Shadron and I've yet to stop there. So maybe tomorrow I'm going to take the baby. We're going to do a little um, carp fishing in the canal and then do some shad and hopefully some snakehead fishing. If you're out in the Reston area fishing the lakes, you want to hit up Herndon Bagel Cafe. It's some of the best bagels. My wife was pregnant. I used to drive all the way out to Herndon just to get those damn everything bagels. And now I, we were at the dentist this morning out and rested and I should have stopped there to get a couple dozen. They are so awesome. Otherwise I don't eat breakfast unless we've got those in the house. If you're dropping, driving through Vienna, if you're gonna be fishing on your way back or two from somewhere, it's kind of a big thoroughfare. Maybe you want to fish the lakes in Reston, Lake Fairfax, uh, difficult run. You want to stop at the Vienna Inn. The Vienna Inn is one of the greatest places on earth. It's one of the best dives there's no bill. You just walk up to the register and tell them what you ordered. What you want to order are the chili cheese dogs with onions and mustard. And when you get the first head of the keg or the last head of the keg, they save all that foam, let it settle, and they cook the dogs in that. Also, get a steak and cheese sandwich and a side of sweet potato fries. Make sure you get um, seats that lean back because they're like old church pews. To play. It's a dive. You're sitting in old church pews that are so old. You're leaning forward, so you have to use your elbows to brace yourself from falling into your food. Saturday mornings, it's super busy. It's such a family-oriented place. They got great micro-brews. You definitely are going to thank me if you hit up the Vienna Inn. That's most of the joints in Northern Virginia. Not too many places if you're out in your Point of Rocks. There's a place that's known for the fried chicken near um, between Point of Rocks and Dickerson Power Plant. Dickerson is the hot water discharge in the wintertime. So a lot of people fish there, and it's uh, right off the road there. It's supposed to be some of the best fried chicken you're ever going to eat. If you're going up to fish like Big Honey Creek, you got all your sheets out there. There's still a Roy Rogers. Same with um, if you're going out to the Savage River, you're going to hit up sheets, Cracker Barrel. In Pennsylvania, on my way up 81, I'm always going to stop, always, always. And we found this place by accident. It's called the 901 Pub. It's a truck stop. You walk in there, it's so dark, you can only see the lit cherries of cigarettes. A beer is cheaper than a club soda. Get the broasted chicken. If you don't know what broasted is, look it up. B-R-O-A-S-T-E-D. Everything comes with a side deviled egg. How can you beat that? A deviled egg on the side. Even if you order deviled eggs, you get a side of deviled eggs. They were out of broasted chicken last time I went steelhead fishing, so I ended up getting the club sandwich. Oh, damn, it was so freaking good. And then you're going to pass a Sheets in Wilkesbury. There's the pierogi joint in Wilkesbury. That's a little filling, especially if you get butter sauce on it. It's basically butter soup or melted butter with pierogies in it. We always stop at Sheets. Moving up 81, we're going to go to Pulaski, New York, because I go up and fish the Salmon River with Joe at least once a year. 
And I got some some news that one of our guide buddies isn't doing too well there. So uh, keep Greg in your thoughts. Um, you have Stefano's, which is Italian. You don't get Italian like that around here. Go there for the pizza. Go there for the giant subs. You can eat at Ponderosa if you want. It's pretty gross, but it's a mainstay. There's the Altmar Hotel, which has gone downhill, in my opinion, the last couple of years, but great bacon, cheeseburgers, a plate of fries. Everything up there is very inexpensive. The cost of living is not like it is in D.C. Those are my favorite places to eat in there, uh, Pulaski, Altmar area. If you're ever in dead central PA, and you, I don't know if this place still exists. We don't really have the rapport with the little Juniata as we used to. But we used to go up there, and we would eat at this little place in the town of Spruce Creek. You'll know Spruce Creek. That's where Eric Stroop and uh, his wife, Tracy, live. They run the Outfitters up there, Orvis and Doors Guides. Um, he's an author. Hope to get him on the podcast when we do the Virginia Fly Fishing Festival. They have this little joint, and we went there. It was four of us. It was Mike, Haywood, Tom, and I. And we each had two rounds of beer. We each had a burger and fries. And somebody ordered a pouch of tobacco. And we walked out of there. And our tip included all we put down was a $20 bill. And the, the fries, it was like a sledding. It was like a sled full of fries. It was like 15 fries together. And the food was awesome. And you, you could buy beer to go. I guess it's called cash and carry. We don't have that in Virginia. If you're in New Jersey and you're going to the Somerset Fly Fishing Show, you've got the grease trucks. You may have seen them on Adam Richmond's um, Fat Guy Show, Man vs. Food. That's how I found out about it. The first time I went, it was awesome. Just the novelty of it, of getting a cheesesteak with onion rings, mozzarella sticks, and fries. And it was so much on there that I was choking. I, it was just a thick sandwich. I went back this year thinking, oh, I'm going to get it. And it was like marinara, meatballs, chicken fingers, fries, and onion rings. And I almost pulled off the Jersey Turnpike to make myself throw up. It was just gross. It lost its appeal. I guess you have to be drunk to eat them. There's a contest if you can eat six sandwiches at once. They'll name it. You can name your own sandwich, whatever you want on it. It was nasty. We were driving over to Martha's Vineyard. We stopped at that famous pizza joint in New Haven. I don't remember it, but the pie was so hot it burnt my mouth. It was a good pizza pie. We went to Martha's Vineyard, and we stopped at... The Woods Hole um, Ferry, there's a joint that does popovers. I don't really know what a popover is, but my wife said, put the popover place on there. It is called Pie in the Sky Bakery and Internet Cafe, and the popovers were awesome. Good food. Once you're on the vineyard, remember, bring booze with you because it's a dry island. Go to the West Tisbury Farmer's Market if you're going to fish for stripers and albacore off Lobsterville Beach. I got some great photos up there and these two kids that could have been less enthusiastic to be selling the best tomatoes I've ever seen in the world. We ate at the Black Dog Cafe. I don't remember what we had, but it was good. We ate at Art Cliff Diner and they have a food truck. The falafel was really good. We ate there and we ate somewhere in Edgartown before the Jacko Pierce concert. I don't remember where, so it's not on the list, but there's a really cool little fly shop down there. They're a Sims dealer, Costa Del Mar, Mar dealer. And we almost ran over Meg Ryan on Chappaquiddick Island. And I need to go back there and call up my friend Seth, who uh, his family or friends of his family have a place there. I think that is it for these United States. Oh, no, wait, hold on. We got a place in Maine. How about that? It is called Big G's Deli in Winslow, Maine. I guess my wife used to eat there when she worked there in the summer times. 
I don't remember anything interesting except I found something called a whoopie pie there, which are all over the place. It's like a giant oatmeal cream pie. The sandwiches were good. I had pneumonia. It was July 5th. Who has pneumonia in July? Me. We did some phenomenal bass fishing up there using those little Mr. Bob's poppers I've talked about. Just slayed the largemouth. Never really done the shore for stripers. I always want to go back. But I hate sand, so I want to go to the north where there's those rocky, pebbly beaches that you see like George Bush Sr. fishing at. I'm going to scroll out. That looks like about it. We're going to roll over and do a couple European joints. Um, so if Hamora Simon is one of my all-time favorites and Lakshan is one of my all-time favorites, in Paris, the night before I went fishing the Seine for salmon or whatever, there's also um, Silur Giganticus, which are giant catfish. All I did on the Seine was catch a buzz. We were drinking Cronenbergs and smoking Cuban cigars. There's a place called Le Relais de Venise. It is a steak feet place. So you just get steak and fries. And the best I've ever had in my life with this like Bernays sauce or Hollandaise. I can't remember. It was so good. I was intoxicated. I can't remember. But you stand in line and you go in and they say, how do you want it cooked? And you say medium or rare. You don't ask for well done. They'll kick you out. And you get a little palm sized piece of steak that's cut into like strips one way. And then you cut vertically to make little squares and dip the sauce and hot mustard on it. And then the fries come and they're like real frites. They've been like fried twice at 375 and 425. And then when you're done, you drink some wine, you eat some bread. Then they bring out round two of the palm side steak and more fries. And the waitresses are dressed in these little French um, waitress kind of made costumes. And the wine is house owned. It just says Le Relais de Venise on it. And then dessert is like raspberry, um, those little pastry puffs and some chocolate sauce. And my friend Philippe said, my grandfather ate there. You must go. My father, he grew up eating there. You must go. I go there. You must go. So it's his favorite, all-time favorite place. He takes his girlfriend there. You'll see her tweet about it. She, she's in Paris. I'm like, oh, is he taking you there? And she'll send pictures. And I'm like, damn it. That's the best place in the world to eat. The other place, and there are so many great places to eat in Paris, but notably, um, I met my friend Jeremy Eichler. I grew up with um, and... He lives there now. He's an artist. I think he's doing business work now. And we basically went bar hopping all over Paris for like seven hours before we went to the Seine and, and fished at Pont Neuf. And we stopped at the last place right on Pont Neuf called the Highlander, 8 Rue de Nevers in Paris, France, the, the dash Highlander.fr. And it's this great Scottish pub with low stools that are like the same height as your knee and dark wood. As my Irish client described, Irish pubs are very womb-like. And we drank there for like another hour or two and then went fishing in the sun. That's Paris. If you're going to be in Barcelona, you want to go to La Boqueria, which is like the greatest market in the world. Chef Michael Chiarello was tweeting from there yesterday. And I was like, you've got to go find this place in the back right corner. I don't remember the name, but the sign says Burritos Orgasmicos. I was like, well, I got to eat a burrito that's orgasmic. So we ate at this burrito place and it was just insane. The burritos blew us away, and I got pictures of them. There were like peanuts in them too. And I said peanuts. So the the market market there has everything fresh. It, seafood is so fresh. The clams, lobster, shrimp, snails, everything was crawling away. There were snouts, eyeballs, hearts, livers, lungs, tongues, testicles, wieners, tracheas, esophagus. You name it, everything was there. And of course, we were at a little rental unit. We didn't have a kitchen to really cook anything, which sucked. One of my all-time favorites, I guess you can put it up there with Hamura Simon, Luxon, 
and Relay Divinis. It's called Origin 99. It's in the Bourne district, like Jason Bourne, but spelled different. 99% of everything they sell is within like a 20-mile radius of Barcelona. I remember the white chicken cannelloni was one of the greatest things I've ever had. And it was just course after course. And the menu is an actual like catalog and magazine. It's pictures, not like in a Chinese restaurant where it says like, um, happy family dim sum or chicken fried rice. It says like chicken cannelloni. The cream comes from this farm and the chickens were raised here. We get the flour for the dough to make the pasta shells from this farm. And it tells you how far away everything is pictures of the farms. And Oh my God. And then, like Cheese Teak, there's a market that sells everything they cook with. So you can buy the Marcona almonds they serve and the wines they cook with and the vinegars and the chocolates and the pastas. Oh my God. I'm like drooling thinking about this place. And then around the corner, Chef Michael Chirillo also tweeted from this place called Cal Pep. And Pep is the owner. Any dog like this, but in Spanish, like them. Bueno dias. Como, como se va? He talks like that. He wears these red glasses. Very characterish you got to stand in line for three hours but there's a fishing shop right next to it and the only fishing i really did in barcelona was in the marina um i went out i didn't really catch anything in the marina i didn't catch anything off the nude beaches i was too worried about hooking someone's genitalia and i can post a picture when my wife was changing in the little cabanas a guy walked by me i don't know if i'll post this but i might do it with just the links you don't see the picture and i was like all right nothing wrong a guy's walking by me in in a black speedo and then he bends down, and I'm like, wait a second. He's got butt crack. And what is that? I see twigging berries. It turns out the guy had a black tattoo of a bathing suit. And not only did he have twigging berries, it it was pierced on the end with like, and I'm trying to keep this a family podcast. He had it pierced into Prince Albert, and the thing was down to his knee. Bizarre. I think it was more bizarre that he had... How, who gets a tattoo of a bathing suit to walk around Barcelona naked? So I think that's it, rounding out places to eat. I'm going to hopefully get some places in Australia. I'm going there in just over a month. I'm sure there are places that I love to eat and fill up and fuel myself before and after fishing that I forgot. That's why it's on Google Maps. You can go. I'll update things as I eat at them. And you can get Google directions on your GPS. It's all user-friendly. Jason, let's hope that Audacity didn't have any audio issues this time. If it does, I'm going to start recording these on my laptop. Um, You could have just avoided this whole podcast and just gone to the website and looked at them. But hopefully I've told you what to eat and when and where. And thank you for downloading. This has been Season 1, Episode 35. Uh, I'll probably talk about shad next since I'm doing that talk on shad fishing. I'll give you guys a dry run of my lecture. Thanks for downloading. You can go to my website, robsnowwhite.com. Flyfishingconsultant.blogspot.com. I'm on Twitter at Rob Snow White, only one W. And I'm also on Facebook. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, visit www.robsnowwhite.com.
on Mondays. Head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.